Hey man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy my routers, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl, man. Wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, in your car, out of your car, in your neighbor's car, for some reason. Thanks for listening, man. If this is your first time joining us, thanks for listening, man. If this is your third time joining us. Appreciate it. Comedy's back again, like I said. East Room, Ultimate Comedy. We did uh, week week two. And it, it it's fun to feel like comedy is getting back to normal. You know, at least open mics. You're getting that certain kind of weirdness, you know, that, <laughs> that only a open mic can, can bring. But the real people are coming out, you know, the non-comics, and that's fun. So the shows are, for that, is getting uh, really fun. And I've been getting excited and uh, been recording my sets like I used to. And one thing I found is I'm too excited because I'm rushing, you know. And again, you know, it's just me retraining that muscle that has taken so much time off, I guess. That and I'm just excited to be back at it. I need to slow my roll, as it were. But yeah. Got Ultimate Comedy. I'm starting a new mic in a few weeks. My first time hosting my own thing. And uh, anxious about that. Looking forward to that. Evan Norman. Me and him have got that Two Chong show coming up at the East Room. June 10th. And check out this segue. My next guest for the week is on the Two Chong show. Donnie Sangstack. Donnie is from Maryland. He spent a lot of time in D.C. doing comedy, went up to New York. Now he's here in Nashville. And I met Donnie a few years ago at at the East Room, ironically, where I meet a lot of people. Uh, But we hit it off immediately. I saw the guy go up. He's he's insanely funny. Great dude. And I'm really happy to have him on this episode and share that enthusiasm he has for comedy on here. It's a good conversation. I think you'll like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Donnie Sangstack, man. Um, yeah, I did. I ju- ju- just uh, m- m- moved up here not t- t- too long ago. Been here a few months now. And uh, my, 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 my family just came to visit me for the first time. And so they, 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 they were asking me all kinds of questions. Like, oh, what's... What's it like to live here in New York City? And I said, oh, it's good. And then me personally, I, I, I've got a stutter when I talk. So they asked me, like, well, what, what's it like to, to live in New York City with a stutter? Uh, and, and it's great. You know New Yorkers always patiently waiting for you. sense but 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 I, but I can definitely tell how, how long somebody's lived in, in New York City like based on how nice they are to me <laughs> <laughs> like, l- 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 
if I stutter in front of somebody who, who who's lived in New York their entire life, they're usually like, "Hey, get out of here! We do stuff quickly." This is, <laughs> is it for you. <laughs> stutter uh, in front of like people who are from Brooklyn, like new hip Brooklyn people, and they're so nice to me that it also becomes a problem. <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, I'll introduce myself to somebody that will ask me, like, oh, hey, what, what's your name, kid? And I'll be like, oh, hi, I'm Hadadani. I'll go, oh, Hadadani. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Where's that from? That's from Maryland. I don't know. Donnie, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Carl? Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, appreciate you. You're, you're one of my first guests back in the house. You know, we were Perfect. talking about that earlier, and like, yeah, it's just the dog. She's crazy. Mm -hmm. So if the dog barks, you know, mm -hmm. for the good people, that's why. Yeah. She's crazy. And it's not your dog. <laughs> that's right. To be clear, no. It's, no, it's yeah. somebody else's dog. Yeah, that's... That, uh, yeah. Uh, that always makes for a tough podcast guest. When you have the, <laughs> should, should, should we bring the dog on the pod? Should we let them... Oh, I think she know? gets jealous, I think. so. Yeah. Uh, she'll pick her moment and bark mm -hmm. at the right time. Though. Mm -hmm. She seems sweet, though. I, I walk dogs for two years in New York. That's right. That was a that was a gig that I don't miss. It's one of those things where I was walking up until the pandemic and when the pandemic happened, people were still like, can you please still come walk Biscuit? Like, it was like mid-pandemic, like March 15th, I got asked to Oh wow! walk dogs. And it's like, no, you're everyone's working from home. <laughs> yeah, it, this whole thing shut down. They're yeah. like, do this thing for me. They can't mm -hmm. walk their dogs. They're yeah. yeah, everybody's working from home. They're still... Yep. <laughs> And but but dog walkers can't, so I I probably would have, but I just decided to leave. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, decided to come back to Nashville and then, you know, podcast in person. Yeah, well, <laughs> I appreciate you coming podcast down live. Yeah. I definitely fully vaxxed. Everything's yeah. good. Yeah, fully vaxxed and waxed. Mm -hmm. I love it. You're ready. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. So you were up in New York during the the thing. Yes, I was up there for the panic buying and the wow. the wildness and the first you know couple weeks when everyone just kind of was in their apartments the whole time and hanging out on a rooftop and yeah. that's where you would go to hang out everyone would just go to the store buy as much beer as they could and then just drink it on their roof with all their neighbors and cool. go back into their apartment it, it wasn't bad for about four days <laughs> and then you're like <laughs> I, don't, I don't belong here <laughs> this nobody should do have to do this especially when the room you're going back to is you know like a I think my room was about 11 feet by 8 feet. Okay. It was big, big, big enough for about one bed. <laughs> Good Lord. What what prompted the move to go back up? Had to move to, to New York or down here? Uh, to New York. To New York initially? Well, well I started comedy in, in D.C. And, and Baltimore and then like the surrounding scenes and the other, you know, in that area. And then... I finished school and then was like, I got nothing else to do here. You know, you do most of the, ju just about everything there is to, to, to do in DC. It's a, it's a big scene and it was a really big scene back then. Um, and it still is now a lot of the best venues have closed. I'm not sure when those are going to re, re, reopen, but 
a ton of great comics there. I was ready to yeah, I know, make that next step, so I moved to New York in 2017. And then, yeah, I know, tried to hit the clubs, get past the clubs up there, do as many shows as I could, and then uh, it was going great. I was having a lot of fun up until the 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 pandemic. Uh, kind of saw the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. I was ready to get move. I'll move out. My parents have lived in Nashville for five years, so okay. So so that's what prompted. And I would always come down here visit on holidays yeah. and everything. So I knew you, but b- before uh, uh, everything, we'd hung out and done shows. Together. Yeah, I remember like first time I saw you at East Room, I was like. Mm-hmm. Where'd this kid come from? Yeah, you know, but yeah. like it was just a fun hang that night. Mm-hmm. I, I vaguely remember. Mm-hmm. That's how fun it was. Yeah, it was. It was, like, <laughs> in, was that was that when Brad Sativa did that self-deprecating roast battle show? I can't. Maybe remember. before that. I don't maybe know. before that. that was a fun one. I think we were in like Josh Wagner's car, maybe yeah, yeah, or something in the back point. seat, and then we Dude, went to the pub. Maybe potentially Tanner drove us because that was the that first time sense. I met Tanner. I think I just got in his car. He was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. Tanner, the only place he could get in at the time was was Village Pub. Was, was Village Pub. Yep, that yeah. makes sense. We, cel- we just celebrated his twenty first birthday there. So uh, sweet boy. Congrats to congrats to him. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, I just saw him the other day, man. He was uh, mm-hmm. he's still talking about uh, you know being the big hero over yeah. Christmas. You know, man, that was, that was cool. What a, what a weird time to move to Nashville, like right after the tornado, before the derecho, during COVID, and then. Christmas morning, it it sounded like thunder. Did you hear it? Not from here, but I very close to here. I heard pe- mm-hmm. people talk about hearing it. Yeah, my my parents live by by Zanies, not not oh, too wow. far down there. Yeah, like the, and so my mom heard it. It woke her up, and she thought it was just thunder. I can't imagine being on the street at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, if if there is. If there's anyone, I'm glad. I'm glad Tanner was there to save everyone. Else. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's got a great story out of mm-hmm. it. You know, I, I'm gonna have him on one day. Yeah. Oh, oh, you got thing. to. Yeah, you got to. He's got. He's got the best vision. Have you seen the security cam footage <laughs> yeah. of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too bad this is an audio medium. I know. It's yeah, funnier yeah. than just, both of us. Pull that up. Be, yeah. You know, we. we I, I won't even have him on the show. We'll just tell yeah, the yeah. stories for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time, have you ever been to, to that hotel he works in? I haven't, man. It's fun. It's it, it, it's called Twenty One C. It's right there on Second Avenue. It's a block from where the the RV blew up. Yeah, and uh, it's a big like art museum hotel on the bottom. So on the bottom floor, it's just a big art gallery, a lot of really cool stuff, and a bar. And then there's like three different art rooms that are just have the wildest themes and are incredibly eclectic and like well decorated by some famous designers and then up above it is a big hotel and Tanner will get you the the, the discount there for the night so I stayed there okay like you're the one because I did that one we were night. talking yeah, yeah. about uh, the hotel the other day after the mic and mm-hmm. uh, Tanner mentioned that he offered this to all the comics mm-hmm. to stay like during the shutdown yeah, yeah. and you're and uh he mentioned a name, but I couldn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. So I act like I heard it, mm-hmm. and, like playing along. It was me. It was you. Yeah. Okay, there yeah, it is. Yeah. Mystery it, solved. Yes, I did it on my birthday. Um, yeah, my girlfriend and I just got, I got a room, and Tanner got it for a discount. It was so cheap. You know, we got a mega suite for, like, nothing. Yeah. But when we checked in, we... um, Hold on, I might have to sneeze. No, I don't have to sneeze. <laughs> but when we checked in... Uh, t- 
Tanner wasn't there. And it was just the regular concierge, and they gave us our room key and our room number. And our... There, there it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I'm allergic to dogs, too. I'm <laughs> very allergic. <laughs> this is going to be the shortest podcast uh-huh. ever. Yeah. Well, the second yeah, no, part no, in the hospital. It's just going to be, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if at any point it just cuts to just Carl talking, <laughs> he comes and answers, that means I died. <laughs> the show must go on. The pod never stops. The pod never stops, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so so I checked into to that hotel that Tanner like, we got you a discount. It's going to be awesome. It's like, great. That sounds awesome. And so we check in, and it's kind of on, like, the third floor there's no view. It's a crappy little room. I'm like, what? What is this? Like, Tanner, I thought we okay. I was I was hoping you could pull some more strings, and then we put our bags in there, and, and then just go, you know, into town. Went to like a what? Went to 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 a bar or something, and then uh, what? He he stay he stay out for a while, get back in, and uh. We go straight to the room. It's late. It's like one, two o'clock. Try to use the key to open the door. It doesn't work. Mm. Rattle it, knock on it. What? A dog starts barking. Yes. Like, what the hell happened in here, Tanner? Did you give away our room? <laughs> it's bad enough. And so a dog starts barking. It runs up to the, to the door. And so we're like, we, it, you know, it's locked. The key doesn't work. It's like, you know, after like ten minutes, we just leave and then go go back downstairs. I'm like Tanner, what the hell happened? Did you give away our room? And he goes, "Oh no, I upgraded you without." I was like, "Well, you should have told us." Yeah, this, this is something to know. You, yeah, you're, yeah, this... you're barging in on like a yeah, strange. Someone's gonna be mad if you see someone walk out of here with a dog tomorrow and they're mad. It's your fault. <laughs> Not... uh, dude, uh, if you don't mind, let's backtrack uh, to. When you started doing stand-up, yeah. uh, I guess my question is, like, what prompted that move for you to be like, I'm going to try this? Stand-up was, like, something, one of those things that I've always wanted to do. And, and like, like throughout my childhood and everything, that was, like, around in the house and on TV. And I would watch yeah. it. And like, parents and family and grandparents would watch it. And, like, oh, great. I just knew about it. I was like, I'm just going to do it. So, from a young age, I knew I wanted to. And I started, like... Well, when I was still in high school, okay, cool. So like driving to DC and then do so do like ten open mics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some of these mics, I'm sure you are too young to get in, right? Yes. Oh, especially in DC, they're real strict. In DC, they would not let you in anywhere. So I started going to Baltimore more, which was you know about the same distance, about a little over an hour away, and then just spending every night over the summer driving for an hour there, an hour back to do your five minutes. Yeah. And then you do it, and you think this is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it just makes you want to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Eventually, you realize it's ridiculous to drive an hour to do five minutes for no money <laughs> <laughs> there and back every night, and and you start kind of building up a group of friends and and you know other comedians, people who run shows, and you just end up it just kind of becomes it's just a snowball effect it kind of becomes what you do yeah <laughs> all sure. the time it's great <laughs> yeah and then before you know it you're just immersed in it I guess. yes right? a full, like fully and then 
when you go to any other city, you're also immersed in it. You know, that's that's what's nice. Is you, 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 you can travel and just know people pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, like, when you... What was the scene like for you when you went to, like, made the move to New York? New York was uh, hard. There were a lot of people I knew who had already moved there and, like, people you meet at comedy festivals and then you find out... You just kind of find out that it's... It's its own thing. It's not your own little happy-go-lucky, you know, town that that you started in. Even though you know every town has drama and every town has everything, but generally, there's you know, it's mostly nice and low stakes and all this stuff, and people aren't as caught up in their own thing. And then you get to New York, and you really just don't know how to allocate your time. That 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 was the biggest problem I had. Is it's so big. Every scene, every borough has its own scene. You know, yeah. you, 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 who can do shows in North Brooklyn and never meet a comedian from South Brooklyn? You know, if you do all Williamsburg and Bushwick and everything, you'll you'll never meet someone from Park Slope or or or, or, or that area down there. And it's just like it's so big. It's such a vast city with so many people doing it and then you have to go up to Queens sometimes because you get booked on a show and you don't know how to best allocate your time to kind of what's going to advance you in in comedy what's going to get you to your goal it's really hard to figure out which shows to support which shows to go to which clubs to go to which people to impress which bookers to email you know regularly which ones to kind of back off of and not email and it's and like how much you need to show face and how often you need to do it and you know remind people that you're there and available to get booked and it's it's a massive scene and you just never meet anyone you meet a brand new person who you've never seen before in your life and they're always like yeah I've lived here for about three years too and you're like I've never seen you you know (laughs) in Nashville I I would come visit over Christmas and I knew pretty much everybody when I moved here yeah yeah just just to show like how much Mm -hmm. smaller this scene is yeah for sure Mm -hmm. which which is nice and I kind of prefer that I don't know it's like there's more quality stage time there's also every open mic in New York is just for you know three or four other comics you rarely perform at an open mic to just audience members. Yeah. People who aren't also going up on the mic. And you also have so many bar shows where nobody's there to see comedy. It's totally empty. You know, there's no... The the difference of quality stage time here and there is, like, proportionally, there's so much more quality stage time here. As... Whereas in New York, there's really good quality stage time, but that goes to the people who have been doing it for 30 years. Sure. Like those spots at the cellar and the sta- and you know everything. You don't really have a chance unless you blew up. Or everyone I know who got into the cellar got on Comedy Central first, and Comedy Central was the one who pushed them into the cell, the Comedy Cellar. I got you. And so that's how people from you know my kind of class and era in New York had, had got in with the clubs and I did get past it a few I got past at Caroline's and oh, cool. New York Comedy Club and I did the stand a lot and it, the, 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 and that was fun but it's like it, it, eventually you realize it's not what you want out of comedy it's it, that doesn't get you to your goal you just have to get really lucky on one night and the right person has to see you and then not only see you but commit to you yeah 
to helping you in the future. <laughs> How did you uh, uh, keep yourself motivated? Because if you're playing for three or four comics and a lot of times no quote-unquote real people and also yeah. it's a reset button every day where you're mm-hmm. meeting different people yeah that's that's a good term for it it's like a reset button all but all the time <laughs> yeah you're like oh no because it, it feels like starting over you know it feels a little bit like starting over like you're still just as good but nobody knows that no and it seemed like like nashville it, it's just a lot easier to get put on quality stage time like quality shows where there's there's a paying audience who's willing to watch and everything and also, you never get paid up there. So you have to make a lot more money outside of comedy. Like, I worked on a moving truck. I worked as a dog walker. I was a tour guide for a while. And then every business kind of comes and goes with the seasons. And you try your best to make as much money as you can during the day. And then sometimes, it, you know, I would do three or four moving jobs a day where you take people's stuff in and out of walk-ups and put it on a truck and drive it to another borough and then carry it up the stairs and put it in and unwrap it. And then you do that two or three times a day. You make a lot of money hmm. and then you're too tired to do comedy at night. Yeah, right. So yeah. you're just like, why did I even move here? I'm just like trying to, you're just trying to stay afloat. So it is that like, no, I worked hard. I'm going to go out and do this show. And for me, I did always have like one really good show that I was really excited about on the horizon. Like I had, and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to get really good, a really good show coming up like next month. So this, I just want to work on this. I want to have my set ready to go. I want to be, I know I want to leave nothing to chance when I finally get this good opportunity. And, you know, the industry people are going to be there, the agents, the managers, and who, who from, from those agencies that that I would like to work for are going to be there. So you spend so much time prepping for those shows that that kind of keeps you going when the set goes really well and you get it recorded and everything. It's like, all right, this this is why I'm here. And then you see all the other people who you've kind of looked up to and and watch their comedy growing up on the same show as you. And when they say that's that like, that was really funny. That's, that's super, you know, keeps you going. I, David Tell watched my sets a few times and was like, oh, wow. you're, "You're very funny." I was like, "That's that's gonna keep me going for that's, at least another year." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think yeah, mm-hmm. yeah certainly would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for was, sure, man. That was super helpful. It's like getting the nod. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's amazing. It is, but then you you know you, you realize those guys can only help you so much. And yeah, for sure, they're but, super nice. But just having mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you got uh, having that. It's like. A, to, it's yeah, it's a real like feather in the cap of you got knighted in a way. Yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. That's amazing. And, and then you can go light little. Like I can still go back and do it. And what when a lot of people found out I was leaving New York, they were there were plenty of people who I've you know re- re- really respect in comedy, use comedy I re- really like who were bummed and said you know yeah, a nice thing. So, so, so that was encouraging. I feel like I went there. And I know you went up. I feel like I went up there and I rang the bell. I did it. Yeah, yeah. I know I did the New York thing, but you have to do it to find out that it's not something you want in the long term. Yeah. Because you really you don't make any money if you stay in New York. You have to kind of, unless you get discovered or a writing job. You have to go on the road and tour and make money. And I'd rather be a stand-up comedian than a yeah, than a writer. I think. Okay. So. 
being in a city like Nashville, you've seen how many comics have moved here. Yeah, right. Just during the pandemic, it's so much better for stand-up sake to be here. Because also, every show pays you money. Like, very few shows in New York ever pay you. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing I, I lost in D.C. I was like, oh, this isn't... But like, in D.C., I was very spoiled right before I moved because all the shows were amazing and paid. Oh. And you could... I was doing, like, 21 shows a week in D.C. right before I moved. There was one week. It really? was There was a lot of stage time. There were about seven different clubs at one point. Oh, wow. And they all had, you know... Some of them had, like, three shows a night. And you would always get up there, you do your time, and there'd be full audiences at all of them. And it was... It, it, it seemed like too good to be true and then you leave for New York and like oh I didn't realize how good I had it I, I was really treated very well there and everything was going really like super fun and I was having a good time maybe I shouldn't have left but you can't really figure that out until you leave that you, you, you need to go out and do everything else to realize what you like what's gonna be best for your career and, and your your like personal life yeah. you, you gotta go experience all the other stuff that you think you wanna do in your head and then when you do that you can kinda make your decision from there and that's that's what I feel like the pandemic helped me out with was like I gotta pick figure out what I like yeah. about stand up still like what do I like about I like doing it I like going up on a very you know on a good show, watching all the other comics kill and being like, now it's my turn to go up there. And then you have a good set for a crowd and they love it and, you know, a new joke works. That's that's what I like a lot about stand-up. And somewhere like here, I can do that way more often and, you know, travel a little bit more, experience a lot more fun things and, like, to, to, to different cities in the country, figure that out, you know, try to learn a new... Learn some new stuff about a new... new town and then you go do stand up for them and they all like it and it's it's been a lot of fun I've, I've really enjoyed being here yeah I'm, I'm glad you're here too man mm-hmm. like when I heard that you were here yeah. full time I was like oh shit yeah know, here we go you know <laughs> yeah. it's like because I, I think you're great man mm-hmm. and like Thanks. anytime you know the more the merrier oh, yeah good funny comics mm-hmm. man definitely because because people want it now too like like crowds do want to come see good comedy yeah, and, and and especially here, like the, there there is an audience for it, and, and pe- people can get up. There, there there there's enough. A rising tide floats all boats. Is is the nice thing when ev- everyone can come and see, and everyone's shows are good, and it just kind of lifts all the all the boats at once. And it's 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 fun to see that happen in Nashville. It's kind of uh, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's very like it feels like a rebirth. Yeah. yeah. I know, like everyone going back outside, and and also music hasn't really happened yet. Right, it like, feels like, like music, for real, for real. live music hasn't really come back. So comedy's kind of cornered the market right now, and there are a lot of people at the shows I've been to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I've just been going back recently, you know, mm-hmm. and and hitting mics again, and it's amazing yeah. to see the influx of, of new people that, yeah. <laughs> that are starting. Yeah, you know, it's like you mm-hmm. just, I think. Everybody took a year out. Was like, okay, what do I want to do? Oh, yeah, I'll try this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's uh, for, for, from what I've heard, there's some people who started like because of the pandemic. There's right. some people who like made it. This made them want to start comedy mm-hmm. because who, who there's 
it's been weird because everyone kind of reevaluated life and some people decided I'm going to start stand up and some people decided I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Good yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go over here and get this real job and yeah, be happy. Yeah. You know? yep. and, and I have nothing against those people too. No, I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't really question it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, where's such and such? It's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it's ever like evolving and mm-hmm. ever can be circular that way. Yeah. I think, you know. Uh, I tell you, man, talking about like new people uh, and somehow I got lumped into this. I don't know, but uh, it was me and a couple other comics. And uh, afterwards, uh, a friend of ours came up to me and said, Carl, uh, one of these new guys saw you and you know a couple other people and, and he just leaned over and said what the hell it's like where the hell are these guys yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and he said all I did was just shake my head and say yeah dude yeah. <laughs> it's good to see like all the mm-hmm. boys and girls coming back out and, yeah. and you know doing the thing that we love to do yeah you know? definitely no it's it, it's been nice because as more comics come out more crowds are going to come out more yeah. people are going to start wanting to see comedy again And I hope so I I, 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 I I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's going to be crazy. I, we're already starting to see it just from mm-hmm. the East Room being open two weeks. Yeah. And the difference between last week and this week, you can already tell. Really? You know, like yeah, they yeah. had to add more, more chairs. That's more awesome. people are starting to come out. So I think the more mm-hmm. people are getting more comfortable with the idea of coming, mm-hmm. that things are coming back, I think it's just going to yeah, I think be it's really gonna good. Keep, keep going up. It's going to be fun. It, 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 it's going to be fun to watch. And I feel... I'm glad. It seems like a lot of the venues here were able to stay open. Like the venues that hosted comedy were able to stay open. Yeah, like Third Coast, which yeah. somehow they survived, and mm-hmm. they're coming back next week. You know, are they coming back? I hadn't heard. Yeah, that. that's I, good. I, I just read that they're uh, starting. I think May 28th, which okay. is like next weekend. Sweet, that's awesome. So yeah. you know, that's a very integral mm-hmm. part of the scene and and very needed. You yeah, know? the more clubs mm-hmm. that call themselves a comedy club, yeah, the better. The better, absolutely. That's that's like what happened in DC, you know. In oh, before before the shutdown, there were about seven different places running like comedy clubs, mm-hmm. and there were three when I started. So there had been like a, just a big boom there, and the, then uh, a lot of the buildings were in like prime real estate downtown, like la 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 la, like the Big Hunt and the DC Draft House. Okay, um, those both like the building they're in sold their lease, and so. The, those we're, we're not sure when those could come back yeah and if they will I really hope they do because the big hunt was like one of my favorite rooms to ever do stand up and it was it was like a perfect basement really grimy and like you, you get in there but they packed you know 80 to 90 people in this basement that should have probably only fit like 45. Oh, perfect. And everyone was just go like it would be from 8 a.m. or from 8 p.m. to uh, there was an 8 p.m. show, like a 9 30 show, and then a midnight show, and they would all be full the entire night, like Thursday through Saturday every week. Wow. And, and it was it was run you know you know they called it open mic but it was one of those you email your avails the week before and then it would, it would just put up all the little, all the local comics it was right across the street from the the DC Improv too so a lot of the times the headliners from the Improv would would come over and do spots and everything and it was that was a blast I loved that place how did you leave this sounds amazing <laughs> it was it was really good uh, but and it was like the perfect you know fun hang hide, hideout place for everybody there's some fun little cubby in the back where everyone sat and. Talked, talked, hung out, and the hang, man. It's it's all about the hang. It was really. it, the best hang 
in DC for sure. It was a very fun hang in DC, and I, 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 I miss that most of like that. I miss the hang most of all. That's that's another like quarantine realization I had. It's like, oh, I mostly like the hang. I mostly <laughs> like that more than anything else. Just being around really funny people all night with just nothing to do but hang out, watch some comedy, drink some beers. Sit, sit around and talk. Nobody's really got any plans for tomorrow either, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. It's the best time. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it's a thing that uh, I've missed so much and, like, I'm mm-hmm. just dedicating, rededicating myself to it and, like, yeah. trying to come out as much as I can mm-hmm. and do as much as I can, you know? To, yep. And it's, again, for the hang, just mm-hmm. an excuse to see all of you boys and girls. Definitely. <laughs> and, he, like, with all the time I spent in New York, it was like, I, I've met so many people who've now been on and like scattered across the country and like I've got people I want to see and a lot of them come through here and then I can go visit their cities and like and then you've got to hang wherever you go like I can go to Cincinnati and hang and go to Memphis and like hang out with some people I knew you know it's like you never have to worry about not knowing anyone when you go anywhere because you you've got to hang you know there's always going to be a hang and even if you don't know anyone there's like where's the I Where's the local comedy show? You, you can go and j- just hang and tell them you're a comic, and it's usually ends up like fun and, and a good time. Yeah, and if it isn't, then mm-hmm. those people who usually don't stick around too long. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, and it's got to be a good. It's got to be a good hang for you to want to stick around because there's so much other bad stuff that goes <laughs> with it. That the that there's got to be a fun part. You yeah, know? there's got to be a really fun, like rewarding part, and. It's like right uh, for me. It's like getting a new joke to really work and and the hang. That's that's what I love about it. I'm going back. I'm going back to Maryland next week, actually, and they're they're a lot more strict than here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna headline two shows. One one in my hometown of uh, uh, Frederick, Maryland, and then the other in and and then the the next one in Baltimore. And I'm I'm just excited to go back. Hang with all the comics, hang with all my friends. Just like I mostly booked it to hang. Yeah, that's what I did. You know, <laughs> you know it'll be nice to we'll do some longer sets, but it'll mostly just be nice to hang yeah. with people I haven't seen in well over a year. Some for like three or four years. But so. again, that you know, you just come going back home and headline just mm-hmm. proves how respected you are. Yeah, you know, on that scene, man. That's. Yeah, I, I missed. It was it was a blast to be in DC. There was a really fun, some so, some really fun rooms and some really great people, really funny comics. And yeah, it's like it's it's nice. I like a good long set just because I I can have more fun doing it. You, you know, you have a lot more room to breathe and talk and experiment with your. So it's it's more fun for me mm-hmm. to do more more time. You're not trying to wow the crowd in five minutes and then leave you know? right, right, yeah. right, right. which can be fun too <laughs> yes that's also great if, because if you have that one really good joke you're, you, you're, that you, you're working on mm-hmm. that's like you kind of set it up right and then you just hit a crowd really hard with it and then leave and like what was that, <laughs> you know, was that? did that guy did, I think the stutter really gave I think the vaccine really gave him a stutter that's, that's the weird thing <laughs> All right, so the next question I got then, mm-hmm. since you just brought it up, uh, and, and this is a personal question for me, mm-hmm. is that I got to know, and I think I, I know, but I want to ask anyway, mm-hmm. 
can you turn on the stutter on stage at certain points because mm -hmm. you would lean into it in mm -hmm. the right moments to get the bigger laugh. Yeah. And I can't help but think, I think mm -hmm. you can control it <laughs> it's, to a certain extent. The, 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 there's definitely a bit of an extent to it. And like, I know which sounds I'm going to stutter on that's personally. A, I remember you talking about and that. And so that's like why I try to pick and choose where I'm going to, and like try to make that the not the punchline punch but like a great setup to be like if I stutter particularly hard on this word I'm, I'm gonna write you know around this or like it'll happen in real life like in a conversation I'll stutter very hard when I'm trying to say IPA you know and then I'll be like that's a joke I gotta figure this out but there have been times where I've just been I've just said it uh, without stuttering and oh. then I go into the punchline everyone's like that's not funny what? <laughs> yeah, yeah that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah, like, so I backfired right. on you right yeah yeah so like, like doing doing it saying it right the years of speech therapy betrayed me <laughs> <laughs> this shit actually mm -hmm. worked <laughs> no it, it is a weird line to walk and like balance thinking about how to stutter but not stutter too much because sometimes like if you get a drunk cr crowd they just laugh at your stuttering and so you have to really like nail it in and tighten it it's it, it it's honestly like good for me in my speech in other situations because I have to like really think about it and you know use like strategies learn to speech therapy to like tighten this shit up this drunk crowd is you're you're you're, you're gonna lose them if you stutter like on every word they're gonna go absolutely ape shit and mm -hmm. just you're you're not gonna be able to get them back. I did have a heckler the other night. Okay. For the first time in a while, like definitely wow. for the first time since the pandemic, but for the first time in a while, definitely the meanest one I've ever had. Okay, go on. Drunk crowd at a late show at Zany's, and um, I like they kicked two people out for like laughing way too because they were just hammered, but but they were like laughing at my stutter really really hard. It happens more than you'd think, and uh. They were just, like, laughing at the setups when I would be, like, stuttering. And that's, like, to a point where it's obnoxious. Yeah. So they kicked them. And I was like, you know what? Good. I'm glad. Just, just I'm just going to let the rest of you guys in on a little secret. The times when I stutter, those aren't the punchlines. That's not the funny part. And this woman goes, well, then what is? Hmm. It's like, yeah. Hey, hey. You remember all the funny? Like, I just kind of went into her. <laughs> And uh, it, it was fun, but, like, she, that's such, like, a mean thing. Like, where, where do you – where does that come from? Because I've just been, like, goofily talking about, like, Harry Potter before that. <laughs> like, when, like, yeah, at, at what point right, was she mad? Yeah, 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 at what point was there anger? <laughs> like, that, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and like – just, just like doing goofs about like Hattie B's hot shit like what was she a princess person you know maybe that's exactly it yeah but <laughs> but still it's like what when did you get that angry <laughs> like that's so crazy and, and so I, I I was able to like put her down and win everyone back over but to be able to like like put down hecklers you have to be able to like turn off the stuff like and it's not always that easy. Like, it's not that easy. Like, I can do it, but it's not an easy thing to do. I have to make like be, like, cognitively thinking about, like, 
whenever I, I feel a block coming, kind of stopping myself and restarting a sentence or restarting a sound or word. And this is all like stuff you learn in like elementary school speech therapy, but it still comes in handy because that's really all you have. And, and like, I also know ways to like talk around like words, like I'll pronounce things differently. Like sometimes if I'm going to start on like Saturday, I'll say like Saturday, like like I'll round sounds off in like places that they don't need to be rounded and I can like force you know words and say them with a weird tone that kind of helps but but when you do enough well when you do enough stand up it's like you the the delivery is such a big part of it so I've like played around with it like that's just like another tool to kind of play around with to make your joke delivery like punch that much harder at the same time too and and I'm glad you said that because it is Mm -hmm. you don't you're not you don't use it for anything but yeah, yeah. a tool yeah, to yeah. be even more pow- powerfully funny. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I try to do. No, yeah, oh. it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was very curious mm-hmm. about that. I'm like, yeah. no, because <laughs> I see the setup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very interesting that you write around that mm-hmm. to get the laugh Yes, even better. That's great. I love it. Yeah, it's been... It, it, and, and, you know, and, you know, it did take a while to get that. Like, you know, when you first start out, you're just like not writing jokes that are very good or clever or anything and then eventually you figure out how to like play with it in a way that is creative and like only I can do also like it's exactly and that's what makes it fun for me and like I think interesting for for it it makes it more interesting for me when I'm doing other stuff like a different just a very different type of comedy yeah for sure (laughs) which it's still pretty set up punchliney but it is it's it's just I get to play around a lot more with the delivery because I have a stutter when I talk and also it like puts me in more unique circumstances that's like fun to talk about you know just like talking about ordering food or talking about just times when it would be weird to stutter that's I mean that's 90% of what I talk about let's let's be real (laughs) but but obviously with the comic mind that you know how to write a joke anyway Mm -hmm. and you know that it's all about where you put certain words Mm -hmm. you just have that extra tool to just pump it up even more Mm -hmm. and I'm actually jealous about that Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because the laughs are Mm -hmm. bigger and better you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. it's a great thing man it's so funny (laughs) <laughs> yes, it, it it definitely is, but you get, there's so many different kinds of crowds, and you have to, like, play it differently for different crowds. Yeah. Because there's, like, if you, if, you know, I performed in Brooklyn for so long, everyone's like, let's listen to hear what this interesting minority, you know, diverse, disabled person has to say. And they're, like, already into every word. Yeah. They're, they're like, soaking it all up. So I can do whatever. I can stutter for as long as I want. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But then you do like a drunk crowd in Alabama and you're like, oh, I really have to keep my shit together. Like I, I have to keep it together for long enough so that it's understood that I stutter, but it's also understood that I'm a com- like I'm a comedian telling them jokes. So like it's it's very difficult because I have to like rein it in, but also be silly at the same time too. Yeah, for sure. Which is is more difficult, but if you get if like when you shut down that one heckler or like when you like get the crowd on your side like they are the best they're the 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 pops are bigger like they really love it when when you were starting out did you feel like as a writer did you write like comebacks for possible scenarios Mm -hmm. for backlash yeah yeah i still have 
Yeah, I, I know. If you, that's like, because if you ever do get shit or like a heckler, it's gener- generally pretty much the same thing. Because I've done the same thing, like just yeah, writing yeah. wise. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, how would I handle the situation? Yeah. Handle like, I always just say like, when you're when when you like talk over me, I just assume that you're bragging. Like, look how much better I am than you at this. Like, <laughs> you don't do jumping jacks in front of people in wheelchairs. <laughs> And like, uh, I, I would say like, oh, here's one thing. You're a cunt. Like, that's, I'm sorry I don't stutter when I'm honest. <laughs> like, that's like, I just like go to, you, you, you can kind of hit those every time and they'll just pull the crowd and like, Billy be just like eating out of the palm of your hand after that. Yeah, for sure, man. Mm-hmm. That's great. Or they won't and you just have a whole room of people mad at you. That also happens. <laughs> Burn it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn it down. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna go. Oh, you're, you're, you're next. You're next. Yeah, comment. Yeah. Chance Willie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was that? Yeah. Who was that? Yeah. <laughs> have you have you done shows over at the comedy bar? Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how are those crowds these days? The comedy bar crowds are fun. They're very like, they, they're so touristy. It's it's all it's pretty much all tourists, and they're all from the upper Midwest. Weirdly enough, they're not like they're not like a diverse group of tourists. Everyone's like Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, I agree because uh, uh-huh. I'll play music or I did, and I'm having a gig this weekend back at mm-hmm. Acme. Yeah, yeah. Feedsy, okay. Right there, you know, mm-hmm. downtown, block mm-hmm. all over. Yeah, and 100 percent people I talked to were from Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's so like a very heavy Idaho crowd. Every everyone's every from the north, like a ton of Chicago, Wisconsin, like Minnesota people. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many of the like that's what I've seen downtown, and I think it's like the people who, especially like you know, even as recently as like two months ago, like if you're doing those shows, everyone was like the most you know, like like people who were COVID deniers, like from those states. Like COVID deniers from the upper Midwest was the entire makeup of the crowds downtown. <laughs> like, what do I have for you people? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, you know, Aaron, being Aaron Rodgers' family is weird. Like, that's that's what you got to talk about. <laughs> you know. Ugh. Yeah, I wish they would let more people into Lambo. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm killing. <laughs> yeah, I'm killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, have you played? So like, um, obviously you, you mentioned Alabama. So you've done mm-hmm. shows like in the region, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. What's mm-hmm. some of your more fun shows, uh, traveling wise in the south? More fun shows in the south. I loved. Um, I've had fun. I've had a lot of fun doing stand up live in Huntsville. That's yeah. that's been a lot of fun. And that's the sister. Yeah, this, place the, to Zanies. the sister club to Zanies ha, ha, has been a blast. Um, I loved. I did like they they let me do an hour like right before Christmas this year at wow. a bar in Alabama, which like I pro, not, not stand up live a different room on like a Monday night. Yeah, and there were like twelve people there, but I love. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to uh-huh. the, uh, Josh Lewis earlier uh-huh. today about like. Yeah setting up a show at this local deli and mm-hmm. maybe have 20 people and it'd be packed. Yeah, yeah. But it's more fun that way. It is a so much times. fun. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's fun when the crowd becomes an audience. Like, when they have, like, one... Like, when the crowd becomes one unit. Yeah. It's not, like, individual pocket... Like, individual units of laughter. 
Because that's what, when they first started to bring shows back, and kind of like they cleared out, you know, the club or the ve- whatever venue the stand-up was in, oh, or, or even like for, for the outdoor shows, like I did a show in a tent at City Winery, and it was just, everyone's so spread apart that they don't kind of all laugh together. Like, it's not one unified group of people laughing at comedy, it's these people sitting together in like individually choosing when they think you know it's funny for their table mm-hmm. or when it's not funny for their table and so that kind of really messed up messed up the rhythm for a while like when everyone is laughing together like as one collective unit and like you can't really tell that if you can tell like oh the laughs are coming from this table oh the laughs are coming from that table it's like that's not a good setup for comedy <laughs> you have to be like the laughs are coming from the audience that's when the shows are the best they yeah. feel the best to do but yeah, like those small venues, you get twenty people in them, have a blast. Like pretty much, if if all twenty are on board, that'll be the best show you'll ever do. Like it's 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 just about like bottling that magic for for that night. Yeah, and that's uh, that's my goal anyway. Yeah, it's like just ha- make everybody laugh. It can be mm-hmm. two people. Yeah, in the crowd, but make them laugh and yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. You know. Yeah, if and, and and if you do, those two people really appreciate you. And if they're paying attention, it, it's fun. You yeah. know, it, it can be fun. And then you can talk to them. You 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 can like build stuff in your act and just just, just like make it more conversational. You you just yeah. have to change your energy. Yeah, for sure. And, and people will energy. respond to it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like running the East Room. I know I know it can be a drag when you're going mm-hmm. up like. Yeah, 25th and there's yeah, two yeah. people there mm-hmm. but some of my favorite people are the ones mm-hmm. that that still treat it like it's a packed show yeah I love that mm-hmm. you know? definitely and and that's my advice to all the people mm-hmm. out there like yeah, don't yeah. make it lame no it's yeah it's not those two people fault that they're the only two people there right absolutely you know give that, them you, the you thing. should be grateful yeah you, so, yeah you should yeah. be so lucky yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it is like that's fun because it's just like a different kind of it's a different type of challenge and you should be good at like not not like you should be good at all of it but it you'll have more fun if you're good at all of it you know you'll have more fun all the time if you're good at all of it because there's some people who just turn it off and like hate everybody you know yeah. like l- 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 like turn off the kind of I need to perform well on this show and just like I'm yeah. just gonna take it easy and I, I hate, I hate it's like you that, drove man. here <laughs> like yeah. you drove here You've been here for an hour. To, like you've invested. Just go have fun. like it should be fun. Like that's what. For sure. That's know, what it should be. That's, that's one thing I like about every time I see you, man. Mm-hmm. Is like I, I can tell you're always having fun. Mm-hmm. You're never like oh I'm just sitting back. Yeah, dialing yeah, yeah. this one in. Mm-hmm. This sucks. That's never the pl- like <laughs> you can't do that because there's no. Then I just kill myself. Like what is the what's the goal? Like at that point. <laughs> like you have that that it's that was a big like realization I had too with the quarantine is like and then driving every now and then to to you know far away for a show and traveling for so long and like getting there and like okay you've gotten to the show what else is there to do now but have fun like y- yeah sure the drive was miserable sure everything else is miserable but y- you did all that so you could get here to do this show you did everything you could to get here to do the show tonight. So go have fun when you do the show tonight because what else is there? What else is there? That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy can be the best sometimes when you just have a have the fun mindset. And, you know, there's obviously going to be situations where 
the the deck is stacked against you and the crowd is not gonna like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one time I did a show that was double booked. They double booked this like biker bar in Essex, Maryland, which is like, you know, a red, like a rednecky part of Baltimore. Yeah. And um they double booked it with a beer pong tournament. And so we were like performing on the band stage and in front of the band stage where like people would use like, you know, mosh or dance or whatever was just a bunch of like beer pong tables that were built like Raven Stadium and just people playing beer pong while we were while like an 18 year old me was like okay hey everybody you know we're gonna do it you know the ladies tell me I put the stud in stutter or something like that and they're like boo (laughs) shut up man shut up we're doing something important yeah it's like okay (laughs) but like in those times it's okay but you can still like look back on that now and be like that's hilarious that a tiny boy was even thought that anything would ever work in that room (laughs) yeah right yeah (laughs) and also you got got booed yeah an adult an adult man booed an adult beer pong player booed me (laughs) playing yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no it's like yeah it's just I mean it's all funny and absurd and you just got to appreciate like enjoy it or don't like enjoy what what you're doing or don't bother to do it like that's that's the hardest part yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for sure man and and that's it comes off like I, it comes off like that on stage when you're having fun the crowd sees you're having fun and they, they respond to it too and it's like oh we should be having fun it's like you should be having fun yeah you're at a comedy show you're out tonight like you're drinking whatever who cares let's have fun everyone should have fun yeah you know yeah. like for me it, it have to be more try to be more in the moment because I, yeah. I usually get really bad stage fright before mm-hmm. I go up so it's hard for me to enjoy it I'm just yeah. trying to get through it yeah yeah but now I'm just trying to have fun with it mm-hmm. and enjoy and appreciate it. Yeah. And I feel like that energy does translate to, to mm-hmm. the audience more. Yes, you know? absolutely. And it's more fun for me now. It's Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but eventually you like break through that wall and it's like, I love this again. <laughs> like because, yeah. because, you know, the, the longer it takes for you to kind of have fun with it, the more you start building up animosity towards it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you're like, when you break through, you're like, oh, I love this again. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I'm having fun now because I'll go back and listen to my tapes and mm-hmm. they're way too rushed. Yeah. <laughs> because the adrenaline's there uh-huh. and yeah, I'm yeah. too excited. So I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just firing it off, you know. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Settle in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A little too caffeinated these days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Dottie, man, I appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Oh, like 100%, sure. Carl. Thank you so much for having me, buddy. But where, where can people find you on the social media? People can find me at Don Sangstack on all social media, at D-O-N-S-E-N-G-S-T-A-C-K. Uh, and, yeah, uh, upcoming shows in Maryland and back here in Nashville with Carl on June June 10th. June 10th, baby. Let's do it. That's going to be a blast. East that, Room. East Room, June 10th. Let's, let's do it. That'll all be right. fun as hell. One more question before I get out. I've been mm-hmm. asking this lately because I stole yeah. it from uh, Tyler Buckingham. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, what What's is your, your handicap? I don't know. I love it. No, man, if you had... Uh, what's your Mount Rushmore of comedians, man? If you have four... Mount Rushmore of comedians. That's fun. Um, I, like, nowadays I don't watch as much stand-up, but, like... 
But I like before I started, I loved like Mitch Hedberg and Dimitri Martin and Jim Gaffigan, and like as time went by, like okay, I like John Mulaney more, and now I like I don't watch a ton of stand up anymore. Yeah. yeah, I took a long break. I, don't, I, yeah. I, I like don't watch the new specials, but I I love Rory Scovel. You know, you, you, you know Rory. I know of him. I I, I I don't know a lot of his comedy. He is a guy who has fun on stage. I'm gonna send you a YouTube clip of him. He started in D.C. too, but like, you know, 10 years before me. And uh, he, there's this room that is, has always been awful. It's like in a hotel. You know those hotels where all the rooms open to the middle, like a big atrium? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. tell stories tall. Yeah. There's one of those in Bethesda, Maryland. and it's usually a pool in the middle. There's like a pool, <laughs> but not in this one. There is a stand-up comedy show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like one time he got a cordless mic and then just like, runs around through the whole hotel like takes the elevator up and people can still hear him and he's just murdering like taking the elevator up and like knocking on people's door and like helping people like move their bags and rooms and like like doing crowd work with them but like eight stories up on this balcony where you can kind of see him just cutting in and out of jokes and just murdering I'm gonna gonna send you that YouTube video it's like one of my favorites ever and and his his Netflix specials are, are very good too Nice. Mm-hmm. Plug the Netflix. I see what you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I think I, 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 I was just reminded of that because I saw, I saw a link online that, that he might have put out a new one today, which would be, would be the first Netflix special I'd oh, watch cool. in, a, in a long time. You know, our friend uh, uh, Taylor Williams got to uh, open for Rory. For, 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 Rory, yeah, yeah. yeah at, last, last year, I think. At Zane, yeah, pre, pre-pandemic? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's very funny. He... he he would be up there for me. Nice. Which again, you you that was five comedians. So I love that you added yeah, yeah. a new president. That's yes. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that, dog. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Donnie, man. We'll see you later, man. No, no, and, and no problem. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> And there it was, guys. Check it out. Episode 31, In the Bag. Appreciate Donnie for hanging out with us. And again, June 10th, at the East Room, two chongs, high five. Come on out. Donnie will be there, man. Thanks for listening to the Badom Ching with Carl, man. Now available, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all those places, man. Tell your friends, tell your foes. As I've said before, I got merch available. Just send me like a personal message or something like that. Shoot me an email, cr3comedy at gmail.com. Or hit me up on the uh, the old Instagram, cr3comedy. And uh, yeah, we'll get you hooked up on that. Again, any questions, concerns you may have about this show, send me an email. Let me know. Click that subscribe. Click that like. And until next week, see you later. <laughs>